This video is on destiny theft and um, stealing destiny, if that's even possible, what it's all about, and also a little bit more about timelines. And this is probably a part two to the video that I did before on the inauguration. And I want to say right off the bat that it's um, spirituality and the worlds of spirituality and what happens in spirit is not easily translated into a materialistic mindset. And so you have to suspend belief for a moment. For some of you, you have to make believe to understand the dynamics and the energy flows that, are, that we are speaking of. And we're using a certain language because language is like a container. It's you, you have to imagine words like little trucks that carry all this you know, stuff in them or a word and all the connotations that we have on multiple layers of existence on spiritual, mental, emotional layers, right? And so some of you are going to see this word or hear this word and you won't think anything of it. And others of you are going to be deeply triggered because of the connotations and the associations that you have with that word or the concept or what is being said because of your previous unresolved experiences. So with that being said, politics is a pretty touchy terrain. It's always an area that gets people going irrationally. It's an area of a lot of projections and a lot of casting on of images. And it's an area of a lot of illusion, make-believe and fantasy. And so what I'm trying to do with this video is trying to um, open up a new area that isn't really talked about or I haven't really found it talked about outside of certain circles um, around destiny theft and destiny stealing. And I'm going to use an example to explain it to you, which may be triggering to some of you, but these are the spiritual realities that we contend with. And um, for some of you spiritual workers, you will have encountered this in uh, one way, shape or form, perhaps in your own personal life. In any case, let's get to it. What is destiny theft? Now, some of you know that I'm super, um, I love the Bible and I have a Christian background. And because some of you are new to the channel, welcome. This is not me denying or asserting Christianity over any other belief. Um, everything is legit in a sense. Everything leads to the same outcome. There are many different pathways that lead to God. God has many children. Uh, you name it, but this is what I grew up with. This is what's in my subconscious. It's easiest for me to pull these pieces together and so One second, there's a lot of um, let me just put the microphone here and so uh, There that's much better I think for you guys and so what we want to do is we want to grab the Bible <laughs> that see already the triggers are going off for some of you but for me it's a book of profound wisdom and knowledge similar to all the other holy books and it has multiple layers of meaning and if you read A Course in Miracles which was also channeled by Jesus by the way A Course in Miracles states very clearly that knowledge protects itself right so a certain level of knowledge is protected by the reader's ignorance right because 
usually in a course in miracles we're speaking on many different levels of consciousness simultaneously so each time you read a passage you're going to gain a different understanding based on where you are in life and where you are in understanding yourself in relation to life or your position in life the same thing with the bible every time you read it you gain a different layer of understanding and the bible is not just a collection of stories or a collection of legends it really has to do with consciousness and how consciousness works in this reality and so the way it's written is very cloaked and it's it's very um everything is an allegory every word has meaning right so let's start with destiny theft we want to go to genesis chapter 25 that's where it starts and we start with the story and some of you are going to know the story and i'll just recap it quickly for some of you that don't um with jacob and esau there was abraham abraham had isaac isaac was the father of jacob and esau by rebecca they had these twins jacob and esau fairly late in life and um Rebecca was barren, it was written, they entreated to God, they prayed to God, and God said, okay, here you go, here's your twins. And the twins were so completely different. Now, <clears throat> on a surface level understanding, we're talking about, you know, dynasties and, and um, peoples and the beginning of, of um, uh, cultures. But on a deeper level, we're talking about ages. We're talking about timelines. For example, Esau can be seen as an agricultural society, whereas Jacob can be seen as a technological society, right? And how the technological society will overcome and rule the agricultural society. So it's, it's, it's all very layered and you can't just throw the baby out with the bathwater. You really have to understand what you're talking, um, what you're reading. Okay, so Jacob and Esau, what's the story behind it? And how does that tie in with destiny theft and birthright stealing? Well, the story goes that Esau was Isaac's favorite child. He was a hunter and he was hairy and he was manly and masculine and rough and tough. And Jacob was Rebecca's favorite child. He was more soft and gracious and um, very smart, very cunning, very intelligent, and a little bit sneaky. Because the story goes that when they were born, Esau came first and then Jacob, and Jacob was holding on to Esau's heel. And that's what the name Jacob means, is holding on to someone's heel. And in ancient Hebrew, it had a connotation of being sneaky, of being not quite okay, you know, in the sense that um, being conniving kind of thing. So that was already Jacob's reputation, right? When he, when he came into the world, when he was in the world. And he certainly lived up to it in a sense, right? In a certain sense. He wasn't evil, though. So Jacob, who later on becomes Israel, um, upon going to meet his uh, brother Esau in a kind of a reconciliatory meet. Um, but I'm jumping ahead of the story. Sorry, guys. <laughs> so <clears throat> Esau comes in off the fields and um he 
who he has he's been sent to the fields by his father um, to go hunt some venison hunt some meat and make him a beautiful stew and um, just like he he likes to eat because his father loved the meat that um, Esau hunted loved the stews that he made loved the food that he cooked and so he said before I die I wish to give you the blessing of the firstborn because Esau was firstborn and so bring me some stew and then I will bless you. So Esau goes off into the field and he shoots this venison and so on and so forth. Comes back and sees that his brother has um, made a soup. So he's tired, he's hungry and he's just, dude, give me a bowl of soup. Jacob's like, okay, I'll give you a bowl of soup, but only if you give me your birthright for it. Now, obviously, who's that dumb <laughs> so obviously that's your first hint right that there's a deeper meaning to the story that we're moving into spiritual realms that we're moving into um mythology that we're moving into um you know greater themes than just two brothers squabbling right so esau says okay i'll give you my birthright and what does that birthright entail? The birthright is so profound. It's his destiny. From here on in, his destiny has changed. What he was once meant to be, he is no longer. And now he has moved on to a different trajectory, a different timeline. He's moving forward and his destiny has shifted because it's been taken, because he gave permission, because he gave it away. He didn't value it. The destiny of the firstborn birthright has to do with inheritance, finances, money, status, all the things leading the, um, the, the, unfoldment right of the development of that generation of the family into the future so he gave that away to his younger son now uh younger brother now we can you know dive into it why did he do that were there insecurities didn't he think he could do it what was the issue but that's not the point of my video right now my video is about you do not have a set destiny you have a destiny that is given to you right you have a destiny which is the dream of the creator right so as everything unfolds that tree is planted this is the way it grows it's going to grow into an oak tree it's not going to grow into some willow tree or anything like that it is fulfilling the dream of the creator by becoming unfolding in the way that the creator intended and each and every one of us has such a destiny however different to the tree we have also been given free will and so whereas the tree doesn't have free will and has to unfold according to the destiny that was dreamt for it by a creator we are autonomous beings we have free will and we do not have to follow that path it would behoove us to follow that path because the destiny that the creator has for us is the most optimum ideal powerful destiny that we could live 
and I have to insert that right here, it doesn't go along to your moral compass because your moral compass is attached to the timeline that you're on, attached to the culture that you grew up in, attached to the society that you developed in. It is not a universal compass, right? So you could be playing a role or a game or fulfilling a destiny that in current eyes doesn't look too good, but it's fulfilling something in the overall plan and the overall dream of the creator. Now we've been given free will in order to co-create with the creator, in order to experience our destiny, enjoy our destiny, live our destiny, unfold, get creative with our destiny, but we also have the free will to give it away. And others have the ability to trick us out of it, which is what Jacob did with Esau. He tricked him out of his destiny over a weakness of Esau's impatience, um, rambunctiousness, impatience, um, impetuousness, um, rushing to end things, rushing to get things, right? So. Esau got his bowl of soup, but he lost his birthright. He gave his birthright away to Jacob. So Jacob now conspires with his mother, Rebecca, about how they're going to trick Isaac into speaking the blessing over him. So they bring the soup that Esau cooked for Isaac and they bring that soup. Jacob's covered in furry furs because Isaac can't see, and he sits himself next to Isaac, and Isaac goes, oh, Esau, my son, and feels all this fur, and thinks this is Esau. Thank you so much, and speaks the blessing of the firstborn over him. When Isaac realizes his mistake, he's upset, but he's also upset with Esau. He's, he's not just upset with, with, with um, Jacob, he's also upset with Esau and doesn't give him the blessing of the firstborn because he can't take it back. He's always already uttered that, he's spoken that. So what has been brought into this world has to fulfill itself. This is really important for those of you that are having difficulty with manifestation. You know, you're like, First, you manifest all this crap. We all do it. And then you start manifesting positive things. And slowly, slowly, the positive things come about. But the crap that you manifested before still has to play itself out. It's already here, right? This is similar to a broken leg. You know, the leg is broken. We can't dream, imagine, you know, wish that broken leg away, close our eyes, chop, chop, we're on a different timeline and the leg didn't break. It broke. It's broken. This is what it is. It has to play itself out now, but what comes after that experience that we determine by our choices, what we focus on, so on and so forth. So we focus on healing, we focus on recuperation, we focus on getting over that broken leg, right? So what has already been spoken, what has already been uttered, what has already been brought into the world has to play itself out to the end. And so because he already spoke this blessing over Jacob, that's what it was. There was no taking that back. There was no redoing it. There was nothing. So he spoke a minor blessing over Esau and Esau never, and Jacob never ever really saw eye to eye anymore again. There's another chapter to the story, which I, I kind of sketched out um, when I was first speaking about how Jacob, what the, 
there is a second meeting and a third meeting of Jacob and Esau. And in the second meeting is where Jacob received the name Israel, which actually means he who striveth with God because he strove with God on the way to meet Esau. And the important thing to note, the important thing to note is that this again, right? Because this is spiritual matters. These are in spiritual realms. We're talking about energy and consciousness and the flows of consciousness, the flows of awareness. He who striveth with God represents all of us that are on a spiritual pathway, right? We all strive with our understanding and our concept of God or a concept of divine and how to bring that into the world that we're in, how to bring that into the life that we're living. So it's, 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 um, but I don't want to digress too much. Let's get back to destiny theft. So how does, now that we've established that that is a spiritual reality, that your destiny can be tricked away from you, you can unwittingly give, um, sorry, there was just a bee here. So I had to just <laughs> shoo that one out, help him find the exit. So, but, um, back to, uh, um, destiny theft. Now that we've established that that's a spiritual reality, it's what happens in consciousness and inner awareness. And again, we're speaking on a level of, we're not speaking of the physical, right? The, it, it sure, it manifests and plays itself out through the physical, but we're speaking about the spiritual realities and where it begins, right? Where this all starts. And the the pathways of energy of life force energy as it flows through and reflects in the mind <laughs> so in any case how does that play itself out or what could be another scenario of destiny theft or um, forcing someone onto the wrong path, right? Where they then have to find their way back onto the right path. Well, there are all kinds of curses. There are family. Um, th this is so common, destiny theft. It is so common, so common. And I see it so many times in my clients, um, people that have talked you out of believing in yourself talked you out of believing in what you're capable of doing or what you're able to do, right? People that have tricked you into believing something else about them, you know, and what you can achieve with them, what you can accomplish with them, who they are in your life and who they are to you. And so as you mainly whatever it takes to move you out of a consciousness of connecting with that inner source, that inner inspiration, believing in your dreams, believing in your purpose here in life and on this planet, in this experience, moving you away from trusting your inner guidance, which will lead you inevitably onto your path of your destiny and moving you off into experiencing less than your full potential, less than what you can really do. So our entire society, this dark matrix that we live in, our entire understanding is a destiny thief, is a destiny stealer, but also on multiple different levels of existence between that. So you can see it also on the interpersonal level as well. Now I mentioned in the last video that I did, and if you want, you can go check it out. It had to do with the inauguration and there I was pulling cards, the fairy cards and so on and so forth. But the distinct feeling that I've been getting for quite some time is a shift in the timelines and a destiny theft.
I've told you guys and those of you that are new to the channel, welcome <laughs> multiple times, right? That I had to shift my opinion. I had to shift my idea, my perception of the last president, right? And at first I was completely bowled over that such a person could be in such a high position of authority. But what he did was so profound and there were so many um pinpoints also in his chart in his astrology chart but also people that were getting downloads and messages i want you to rewatch the videos of teal swan where she's talking about his presidency she was actually one of the few that saw him winning that presidency that told people he is an agent of the light he is intended by god now he may not see it himself and he is not perfect but god has never worked through perfect people in case you guys that are paying attention how the consciousness universal consciousness that we call god works um he's never done that <laughs> they've always had their flaws their issues their imperfections and we as the the judges of perfection because we absolutely know what perfection is right <laughs> we keep pointing fingers so i keep i thought this is insane but then i started to see i started to see and i started to realize what all these other people i've been talking about that were getting these messages that he's come in for a specific reason to shift things in the consciousness of humanity and he has his um purpose and i kept seeing after i opened up to everything after i surrendered after i said okay i'm going to look at things in a different way i'm going to expand my awareness and i kept seeing him serving a second term because when he leaves that does that's the message that i was given he will leave the world on edge i didn't see him dying in office and i said that multiple times in the beginning when he was first elected and people were you know worried or hoping depending on which side but that he would be assassinated or that he would be dying in office and i didn't see that happening and i still don't see that happening but what i did see was that he would leave the world on edge and um that's exactly pretty much what he's done but i saw it to even more of an extent than what is now but what he did do is so profound is that he pulled down the veil of perception so that many people without him wouldn't have awoken would still be in this mindset in this um mindset of of what politics truly is you know and how they play a role or they don't but now they're starting to see things differently they're hearing things they never heard before they're seeing things they never read before they're noticing things they never noticed before things uh, the wool can't be pulled over our eyes that easily anymore on a global scale right and so he um fulfilled a certain purpose in office i feel that there was a beginning of a this started shortly after he won this in 2016 right and in 2017 already i could feel a shift i felt a shift in energy i couldn't pinpoint it at the time what it was but i felt something was different and i still 
kind of pulled it in as a personal thing, right? Fast forward, 2020 was such a year. It was so incredible for all of us. And many of you that are in connection with me have told me that was an insane year where things felt completely off. They didn't feel right. They didn't feel like we were even in the same world, galaxy, universe, planet. Something felt inverted. Something felt completely different. And I feel the same way. I still feel the same way. I feel in January, February, I woke up into a world where I was wondering, where am I? I'm looking around and everything looks the same, but it didn't feel the same. It didn't vibe the same. Things didn't happen the same way when we're doing talking about manifestation, manifestation as it did before. Something shifted. So I feel that we have either shifted our timelines, shifted our trajectory, shifted the sequence of events, which is what a timeline is, in some way, shape, or form, or it was shifted for us, right? We will eventually learn, we'll find out, whatever. When it comes to the destiny theft of the previous president, however, I'm not for any political system. Personally, I believe that the only system that is going to work and that is going to last is a system of self-governance, where each and every one of us is attuned to the highest, most compassionate source, to God, if you will, who is really, there are no barriers in between God and us, and God can work through us and organize things in a divine way and we follow our impulses clearly and cleanly and are in the right place at the right time doing the right things enjoying life living out our full purpose and also living out our destinies and not being succumbing to succumbing to fate however that is something that is very far ahead on our trajectory and our timeline and right now we're at a crossroads of if we're moving into we're moving into a one world that is happening there's no stopping that there is no going back on that we are moving in that direction and the only way we're going to get off this planet and expand into other worlds and realms is if we unify right however the question is are we going to be in a technocratic society which is absolute hell for us or are we going to be living in a free liberated society which is open and loving and generous and caring and you know all the things that we idealize and the only way i see that kind of a society working is it's each and every one of us has to be connected to divine source and that divine source has to work through us and what they are doing is they are creating an artificial source to which we are artificially connected which will artificially regulate us instead of instead of allowing us to develop there on our own because that development just takes too long for who's ever interest plus we're easier to manipulate that way so going back to the destiny theft this person right this previous president that we're talking about he was the only one that stood in the way of this new order that is coming. The only one. The United States of America, as it stood, was the last bastion of democracy. And as everybody watched what unfolded in Hong Kong on their TV screens, which was also a bastion of democracy, as that fell, it was clear to me that America would be next. Because there's no way they can allow anyone to stand in the way and say no to what is coming 
all right say no to this unification this globalization this one world i um a thing i mean look around at what happened in the last week how many governments collapsed what do you think is going to take their place that you even believe in this phony inauguration this phony vote this phony thing is unbelievable nowadays right <laughs> but that's a whole other i want to stay on topic help me god <laughs> but in any case with the destiny theft i feel this person's destiny was stolen his destiny was taken away from him by trickery or maybe by blackmail maybe by something that you know um maybe pressure full-on bullying maybe i know where your son lives click in the middle of the night whatever it is his destiny was tricked away from him and now he's no longer able to fulfill the role that was intended for him so many of us have experienced that on a smaller scale in a sense um, or you know our own lives are also very big right so on a big scale um, in our own lives right so maybe your parent talked you out of being an artist maybe your lover talked you out of moving to that state where you would have had a better job opportunity maybe 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 but sometimes destiny theft is intentional as in this person that we're talking about and most times it's pretty unintentional you don't realize when you're doing it the other person doesn't realize that you're doing it um but these are spiritual realities right so this is how we also lose access to that inner voice to that inner clarity to that connection to higher which determines your destiny your fate is determined but destiny and fate are two different things destiny is where you unfold your potential and become all that you could be fate is an inevitable happening where you have no control where it is done onto you um due to certain decisions that you've made right so a fate is resigning yourself to what is there without acknowledging your power or acknowledging your abilities your god-given gifts to move you through whatever situation you found yourself in so when somebody's stole and this happens in shamanism all the time right all the time in these wizard wars you know somebody brushes you with an eagle feather over your head and swoop de whoop your connection is a little bit severed is a little bit different your thoughts are a little bit different and you move on a different trajectory a different timeline if you will now i started to explain in the video yesterday about timelines and it's hard for people to understand i get it you know because you're so locked into this consciousness and locked into this box of this is my body this is the only reality that exists and my consciousness and awareness is attached to my brain and that's all that is <sighs> okay to understand your true consciousness your true awareness is not even in your brain your brain is a repository it's an archive similar to the akashic records if you will right so your true consciousness is always or awareness is always in a being state. it's an is state that comes out of your gut is right here right here 
this consciousness knows no time. It knows no limitation. It knows only being. It knows only unfoldment and feeling. Whenever it taps in, right, to this consciousness here, which is the repository, a data bank, if you will, of stored information, um, it, it draws on information to make things happen quickly, right? And it, it also, the problem is that when people start identifying, and most of us have been taught to identify as such, and most of us grow up identifying as such, that your consciousness and your awareness is here in your brain and your head. <laughs> and this is where you think, and this is where everything happens. And um, you don't realize that you're constantly living in the past. You can't live anywhere but in the past if you're always in here, in your mind and in your head, because you're in your data bank, you're in that repository, you're in that record, you're in that, you know, what has been written, right? And so you will always rehash, repeat, re-go. So you have to lower your awareness into your heart center, your solar plexus center in between. Breathe in and be, and you'll feel that true awareness blossoming, that true consciousness blossoming. And then you'll realize the differences in where you're pulling your information from and what decisions you're truly making and how that affects your trajectory and your path. So when we're speaking about timelines, um, I want you to read up a little bit on quantum physics because they definitely understand this. <laughs> and um, they, they have found, um, I, keep, I keep telling you guys, you know, you got to keep up to date. You can't just rely on what you see on CNN. You have to learn to think for yourself. And in order to do that, you have to read up on things. You have to learn about things. You have to expand your knowledge and your awareness. So you have to stay up to date with what's happening and what's going on and how collective consciousness is moving forward and the consciousness that it is gaining the awareness that it is gaining and what it's doing with that and one of those things that you have to absolutely read up on is quantum computing and what that means and how that is done and you will learn about multiple universes gateways portals which they talk about in quantum computing i keep posting videos about jordy rose who was the founder of d-wave computers and what he says his chief scientist back in the day eric ladizinski what he says and what they found and how they were mind blown and how they had to restructure their understanding of reality to understand what they were seeing happening on the quantum computing level but some of you guys are just like, no, I don't get it. I'm not going to do it. You have to. You have to. Because these people understand things about reality, which they will use against you if you refuse to learn, if you refuse to keep up with the times, if you refuse to understand what's going on around you. And so they talk about timelines, they talk about portals, they talk about stargates, they talk about multiple universes, and they talk about their surprise because on a traditional mindset, the traditional mind trajectory of thinking, you'd have to create a computer for every dimension that this computer is calculating or working in. Of course, that is impossible. 
And when they did the calculations and when they ran these computers, they realized that these computers already existed in those dimensions. Do you understand what they are saying? That means you exist in those other dimensions as well. So there are infinite versions of you that really exist, that are calculable, and your consciousness flows through these versions, right? So all of this is, is basically what it's saying is it's artificial. The real you, your consciousness, which you cannot... A lot of you are having difficulty understanding this because you're so identified with the body, right? And you can't see your body as an avatar or, you know, a robot, if you will. <laughs> it is really hard for you to grasp, but you are truly non-material. You are truly a spiritual being flowing through this created matrix, this artificial matrix, and through each version of you is where your awareness lights up based on what it is that you decide. Remember those books in the 80s? Those books with um, multiple endings? So at the end of the chapter that you read, you could choose to go to page 38 and do this or choose to go page 59 and do that. And that way you'd, you'd move through the book like that. And each time there would be a different ending, right? And so that's closer to what our reality is like, to our true reality. As you make your decisions, right, you move along different timelines or trajectories or, and we have to understand that time, right? We think when I say time, you think, oh, the clock, the watch, time is speeding up or time is slowing down. Remember that time doesn't exist. What we're talking about when we're talking about time is the measurement of movements of physical bodies that we observe. That's it, right? And which are decaying, by the way, which are falling apart. So we're observing the falling apart of the physical body and its movement as it does that. But time line is actually we're talking about a sequence of events so this happens then that happens then that happens then that happens and we've been taught to logically think along a certain timeline or along a certain trajectory or keep our consciousness in a certain frequency and not explore anything else but now we're learning and we're opening up and we're exploring other realities, other versions, other timelines, other trajectories. And we're starting to realize how that all works, right? And we're playing around with it a little. And so to bring it back, <laughs> I feel that yes, our timeline has been shifted as a collective. We're on a different trajectory than we were before 2017, before 2013 even. And we're on a different, um, this is why also predictions don't work out sometimes, you know, from people that are really on point, 
so many times and so many things and then all of a sudden that one doesn't work out it's we shifted a timeline we shifted the trajectory something else happened we made a different decision this is also important when you get readings right and you're looking it doesn't matter astrology psychic channeling you name it you have the power over your future based on your decision making and what you choose to perceive and what you choose to focus on and allow that to collapse into your reality and you then experience it right so i feel that humanity again has shifted timeline trajectory we've shifted the sequence of events and together our consciousness is moving along a different sequence of events now and in that shift was also a destiny theft and this was done for varying reasons but it was done and this is why things feel so off for many of us that still have a connection a memory to and i think that those of us that um we have this connection and memory to the way things were because we weren't hooked into the matrix with our consciousness in that sense on this layer, right? So remember everybody's vibing on this frequency and a few of us reached through that frequency and reached up into a higher and hooked ourselves into that, right? And so we saw what was going on here in a little bit of a detached way and we have that as a memory but the ones that were hooked into this one right as the collective moves along and it moves into a different timeline whichever way we've going to go right and they're hooked into this one their memory shifts as well so some of you can be you know you saw a movie and it had that ending and you know it had that ending and your friends are like, no, no, no. But you know, you know. <laughs> or somebody said something. Or you experienced something. Or, 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 right? And this could all have to do with timeline shifts, different realities experienced, you coming in from a different train station than everybody else, from a different reality than everybody else, meeting in this reality, even though they have the same look and the same body, they're not the same people. And that's a whole other topic that I'll be talking about in another video is um, body snatching and people shifting who they are, shifting, you know, um, entities exchanging bodies. So you have the same body, but it's a different being. But we'll talk about that in a different video. Anyways, you guys, if you have any questions whatsoever, oh, what to do if your destiny was stolen? the only thing you can do <laughs> shift your vibration and your consciousness hook into god and not into family society culture and this is a difficult thing for a lot of people because what i've noticed in in working with you guys is that it's really easy and simple to recognize self-programming that's the first thing we recognize oh i programmed myself there you recognize familial programming that's super easy too but when it goes into cultural programming societal programming that's where people clink out because they firmly believe 
in their morals and their rights and their wrongs and they don't understand that if you were born in 1780 you wouldn't have a problem with that you know you have a problem with that because you were born in 2020 or in uh, 1960s or whatever right and um that is not who you are <laughs> i don't know right and that these morals these are society based they're cultural based and you have to hook in higher you have to attach higher you have to connect yourself to source energy and allow yourself to be guided by god by source um by this deep welling of the Holy Spirit within you, the divine life, essence, and energy within you, and allow that to move you forward. But in order to see that clearly, you have to accept all of who you are and integrate your shadows and work through the mess so that all of this, you know, or your mind, which is like mirrors, it doesn't reflect all over the place. And you can just be still and know that there is a God and that God is with you. You guys, much love. Namaste. If you have any questions whatsoever, in the description box below or email me. I'm here for you also if you would like to book a session, if you feel your destiny has been stolen. Let's work together and um, get you back on track. All right. Take care. Bye.